0: We're going to put a product on the field that the people of this city and region will be proud of because this team will represent this area. We will play fast. We'll play downhill. We'll play aggressive. We'll punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. We'll play every play like it is a history and a life of its own with a relentless competitive attitude. Eventually, updated at the half. Interesting formation. I, I mean, really, you're at the four yard line, and, and you you don't feel comfortable enough in your offense to be able to run a traditional play. I mean, I, I get the first one when you put yourself kind of backed up inside the one yard I line. Mean, this is sad. I mean, that that is just a, a complete lack of confidence in faith of your offense to be able to execute coming off your end line. That that. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> Welcome to interesting to see your daily sports podcast news narratives takes and gambling. I'm Nick. Hi. Follow me on Twitter. You can email me if you hate me. Joe Judge right there at his introductory press conference. He says the word relentless a lot at this press conference. The internet bullied the New York football giants into firing head football coach Joe Judge yesterday, which it makes sense because they were not good, and then other people in the media maybe defending him, and then other people in the media saying you should have fired him, and it's a disaster. So now, this is a stat, huh? Bill Belichick's coaching tree. All gone. Joe Judge, two years, Brian Flores, three years, Brian Flores. He deserves an asterisk because Miami... I think they fired him because they hate him. We'll get into that a little later. Matt Patricia, three years in Detroit. Bill O'Brien, seven years in Houston and multiple division championships. He was by far the best one. Josh McDaniels, two years in Denver. Romeo Cornell, four years in Cleveland. Eric Mangini, three years and two years and three years in Cleveland, two years in Cleveland and oh wait, three years of the Jets, two years in Cleveland. My bad. So five years. He was pretty smart. And then uh, Nick Saban, Miami, two years. Saban was not. He was not good, but he was not as bad as people think that he was. He gets uh, people are often a little bit confused about how good and bad Nick Saban actually was. But now culture of fear and that kind of thing is that stuff you heard out of the Giants camp and they heard the players did not want to play for him, so they had like a, a multiple days-long meetings with uh, Mr. Mara of the New York Giants and they decided to fire him on the internet. I, they were always going to fire him, but they just wanted to wait a day to see people freak out if they didn't fire him, and everyone did. It's like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should fire him. Yeah, that is the correct move. So now here are the opening position, open positions right now in the NFL. I think this will probably be it. Occasionally, there are playoff teams who fire their head coach. The Titans did that a while ago. The Giants have a—these a, a, are the teams that have open head coach and GM. Giants, Bears, Vikings. Other head coach openings include Dolphins, Broncos, Jaguars, Raiders. My nightmare happened yesterday on Twitter.com when reports from people with check marks— that matters to me— started to insinuate that Lane Kiffin is headed to Minnesota. Kill myself. Uh, good for Ole Miss for getting him for a year, then giving him $90,000 million. And uh, for him to go to Minnesota, I've been telling people for a while, he's had a cup of coffee in the NFL, dude knows football, he convinced Nick Saban that offense matters and now look what happened. He's a good football coach. Again, though, I mean, he's a football lifer, he should do it. I mean, he's not going to get higher, I mean, Ole Miss is not going to be better than they were this year. They could get those big recruits one of these days, but if he can't land Caleb Williams, oh, maybe that's what he's doing. Because Caleb Williams is still in the transfer portal, it's probably the hottest commodity in the transfer portal. His girlfriend goes to North Carolina, and if you follow Unnecessary Roughness, the Barstool Sports College Football Podcast on TikTok or Twitter, you know that these quarterbacks transfer where their girlfriends go to school. Levi Williams from Wyoming, one of the best quarterbacks Wyoming's had since Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks Wyoming's ever had. Transfers to Utah State, girlfriend plays volleyball. What about Keaton Slovis, transferred from UNC to Pittsburgh, girlfriend plays soccer. What about the Martinez kid from Nebraska, transfers to Kansas State, girlfriend goes to Kansas State, Kelly Williams, girlfriend, alleged girlfriend, one girl that he may be dating goes to UNC, North Carolina, but maybe Lane Kiffin, uh, I'm sure she could qualify for an academic scholarship at Ole Miss, so the Kiffin to Minnesota rumors make me sad, but those are the openings right now, everybody uh, interviewing each other. You can start interviews during the regular season. Other teams have sort of started to do that, including the Jaguars. We'll have about a week or two of this. I imagine coach hirings will mostly be done by the Super Bowl unless one of the coaches that people want are in the Super Bowl. The hottest commodity, in my opinion, the best coach that's available by far is Eagles, former Eagles coach Doug Peterson, who now we think that maybe Carson Wentz was the problem. In my opinion, Brian Flores, who got fired by the Dolphins, will be considered aggressively for head coaching positions, but Brian Flores, Vic Fangio of the Broncos, and Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, all defensive geniuses. Everybody agrees they're defensive geniuses. Defensive head coaches don't understand that offense is more important. It just is. So they go in there like, we're going to make this team tough. Like, cool. You have to score 30 points a game. No one cares about your defense, but they're going to be coveted uh, defensive coordinators. So that'll be a fun coaching carousel to watch. Other carousels to watch. Who the hell is going to call Thursday Night Football? Well, the New York Post is reporting that Amazon Prime wants Marshawn Football Lynch to be a—they want him wait, wait wait a featured reporter, and that means that he's going to be the guy in the studio, which he's hilarious and he cusses and stuff. So this is them trying to be edgy. I think don't overthink it. I think this is overthinking it. Like you know, what, Marshawn Lynch would be good at this. I don't know. Uh, He cussed and got high on the Manning cast. Uh, I don't know if he got high on TV. That would have been bad. But I think that he was very clearly very high on that. So, I mean, that's that's what's being reported by the New York Post. This is one of those things, I think, that you float out there to see what people react. My reaction is, I don't think that's, I think that's trying too hard. I think that's trying too hard. Let's go back to college football. Uh, Man, I don't know if I said this yesterday, but I just want to rub it in everyone's face. This is the Georgia, the sixth SEC team to win a national championship since 1998. Sixth. They are one of only two SEC teams who have won a national championship that have only won one. My bad. The other four, or I guess the other five, if you want to go, can you do the trivia really quick? Ready, go. <sighs> Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, which is pretty amazing, which is the – I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm not sure any of the other SEC teams are capable, to be honest. The only – Mississippi State and got closest. Ole Miss sort of, but that would have been taken away. A M is probably the only school that has the infrastructure to pull it off. Am I forgetting anyone? Vandy no, Kentucky no, Mizzou no, Arkansas no, Ole Miss no, Mississippi State no, South Carolina no. So that's it. Those six teams will be the ones that win. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma maybe we shall. We shall see. Stetson Bennett the fourth appeared on Good Morning America. Ask me if he was sober when he appeared on Good Morning America the day after winning a national championship. They put him on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan, which is hilarious. Uh, let's listen to him. Let's First of all, if you're watching on YouTube, it really is a remarkable sight. Look at him. There he is. Hey, who wants to listen? This has two million views. Here we go. Uh, well, you know, I think I always had a pretty constant view about myself. Um, <laughs> I think I learned that life's hard, uh, you know. Oh, man. You got to work for what you want. Uh, you same. know, you got to bet on yourself, just like, you know, all you guys. And just like Michael and, you know. Everybody here. God, he's so wasted. Good for him. Good for him. That's what you should be after winning the national championship. We got ratings for the national championship because people care about that a lot. This was the lowest rated national championship game uh, since 2005, which is not great. Um the only one that was lower was last year and that was the pandemic season so people were like is that really that good 22.7 million people watched it's always between 25 the largest most watched national championship game in the past 5 6 seasons was Alabama Georgia at 28.4 million it's on Monday like i don't know like it's it's on Monday it's on it's on Monday like what do you like it there's really nothing else people are living their lives like I literally it was so hard for me to stay up for it and I like sports I like sports you know what's really annoying is Nick Saban being likable he's up here with Will Anderson the best in the post gay press conference he's up there with Will Anderson the best player in college football and Bryce Young the Heisman Trophy winner which is I guess just a commentary on how stupid the Heisman's gotten and he they're about to leave and he makes them sit back down listen your locker room I'd like to say something Mm -hmm. can I say something absolutely you know these two guys that are sitting up here they're not defined by one game these guys played great for us all year they're great competitors they were great leaders on this team uh and they that they contributed tremendously to the success of this team uh, and we would not be here without them all right? and both of them had right. responsibility for the loss um but both of them contributed in a lot of ways in a positive way to giving us a chance to win and a chance to be here to have an opportunity to win. So I just want to thank them for that and let everybody know how proud I am of these two guys. Uh, Man, that's annoying. <laughs> Him being likable is a plot twist that really pisses me off. <laughs> he's, he's softened up in his old age, which is annoying, because we saw that with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. I and mean, you see a coach's occasion, like Steve Kerr at the Warriors kind of did that. Um coaches that evolve really piss me off because if you're already that good and then to do that and to evolve and be one with the times is just effing infuriating. Okay, so the number one story and I've been burying the lead because I don't want to make this a smut podcast, but the number one story is that last night at the Florida Panthers game, rapper Kodak Black was filmed in his suite just uh, how do I put this politely? Boning just open in front of everyone some lady that he was with, and just like, just just getting it in. He's just getting it in, and you can find it on Twitter. I'm not going to put it on YouTube because I'm sure I'll get censored, and I uh, maybe they'll find me, maybe they won't. this is a dude with the cell phone, zooms in, Kodak Black, having intercourse in the Florida Panthers hockey suite that he was at, and he was right next to a bunch of dudes in suits that looked like executives, and I don't know if they can see what's going on, but every, everybody from the other side can. It's just it's just remarkable and if you haven't seen the video it is probably everywhere Twitter will take it down you better hurry uh, yeah so that's the that's really the most important thing that happened last night I can't believe I why well, I, I don't want to start off I started what do you want to start the show off by talking about that because it's funny but also not what this is about okay uh, Denver Broncos everybody's gonna talk about um, ownership and quarterbacks and things when you talk about open positions in the NFL to be a head coach. Now, the Denver Broncos are an interesting situation because they're one of a couple teams that are sort of semi up for sale. There are power struggles going on among children at a couple teams involving heirs. And it's very complicated because there are estate taxes and these heirs of these billionaire owners actually don't have enough liquidity to pay the tax to own their football team, which to me is a travesty in the tax code. Like being the son of Paul Allen but Paul Allen not leaving you a billion dollars in cash so you can't own the Seahawks to me is like that does not seem constitutional but whatever the Broncos are in the same situation so the Pat Bolin family they're going to sell the team there's been a power struggle for a long time they've decided they're going to sell and they've been looking in the past six months or so for Who's going to buy it? There are going to be ownership groups. There isn't going to be an owner. I'm sure Bezos is pissed off that he's not being included. But I guess they're they're taking bids right now. This is Peyton Manning versus John Elway. So I think, I would imagine that Peyton Manning has a significant significantly more money than John Elway. But it's probably pretty close. John Elway, quarterback contracts, even though he's been famous for longer, quarterback contracts in the late 90s were not what they were in the late 2000s. They just weren't. They can't buy the teams on their own. But there are six different candidates that are bidding. I imagine one will be Bezos, and then there will be ownership groups, and we don't know who else. But we do know for sure that one of the groups who's bidding for the Broncos includes uh, John Elway as a major investor, and the other group includes Peyton Manning, which is a major investor. So who's going to run the Broncos? What's funny about this is that if Manning gets it, That would make John Elway a senior executive who works for Peyton Manning, which is awkward and hilarious. I think. I could be wrong. But the idea that John Elway works for for owner Peyton Manning, it just cracks me up. And we we all deserve that. We absolutely deserve that. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, We'll get into the odds for the NFL playoffs. The Raiders are the underdogs. Patriots are underdogs. Eagles are huge underdogs. Niners underdogs. Steelers are the biggest underdogs. I think the Steelers are going to win. We're going to talk about that. The Arizona Cardinals, they're also underdogs, despite that game being in a dome and maybe even home field advantage for the Cardinals. Get you out of here on this. Joe Judge fired yesterday means that the Elijah Moore peeing like a dog college football celebration in Ole Miss versus Mississippi State that caused the extra point to be moved 15 yards back. So the Ole Miss missed it. So they lost the game. So the, the Bulldogs kept Joe Moorhead for a week too long. And that means that Joe Judge was off the market. And then he goes to New York. And now Elijah Moore is in New York. And now Joe Judge is unemployed instead of probably still the head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Like, rate, review, subscribe, find me on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for hanging out. Back and better than ever tomorrow morning.